you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right. All right. Good luck, everybody. David. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash check. In just a few moments, walking through the door here in Studio 66 will be a man, a young man, upon whom many hopes and dreams now hang for Coach Wisenhunt and Tennessee Titans fans everywhere. Bishop Sankey of the Washington Huskies is going to join us here. Well, late of them. He was the first uh, running back selected in the draft, as yes. you may or may not know. On the last podcast, we teased Khalil Mack, possibly, you know, for a fifth pick and overall in the draft, but we did one better. We got the first running back taken. Wow. Khalil Mack was too busy signing his contract. So <laughs> I like Black Tie. Black Tie's like an infomercial. The problem with infomercials, they're always interesting. No matter what product it is, you, you are intrigued by it. Hmm, I could see that. But the problem with infomercials is they always go one step too far. Black Tie's like, hey, so we don't have Khalil Mack. We have Bishop Sankey. I'm sure the listener is thinking to him or herself, Okay, that's cool, but Black Tie goes one step too far. Even better. Even better than the fifth overall pick? I mean, now listen, that's an unnecessary slight to old Khalil Mack there. Black Tie. Just saying, he might be the answer it's to like, the trivia game one day. It's like the Floby. Remember the old Floby infomercial? One of the one of the granddaddies of all the great half-hour-long infomercials. You may not know this. I've noticed that they're not on TV nearly as much as they were when I was in college age and just out of college infomercials were everywhere on the tv especially late at night uninterrupted half hour or 60 minute long blocks paid programming yeah Yeah, just just basically shilling and like i say they always would get into the hyperbole the one with the the flow beat was basically i don't know if it's still out there in fact but it looked like a dust buster you know the vacuum thing but it would suck your hair in and cut your hair, and it would make a bull haircut, and I think you would generally use that on kids. But uh, the claim that always got me was they said, uh, hey, parents, never again do you have to worry about uh, your little one um, getting injured at the barber shop on those dangerous scissors. Is that, a, is that an injury that happens? Has that ever happened? Have the little kids, a toddler impales himself at the barber shop. What? That's never happened. That was always the claim. Safety. That's safety first for the parents out there. Hanzoos uh, seated, uh, seated directly across from me. I now will introduce him. Black tie interrupted me, so I didn't get get to give you the usual grand treatment here. But from it's around okay. the league, the very fine host of, of that uh, terrific podcast, as well as his uh, ongoing mirth-making on the pages of NFL.com, 
Here he is, the aforementioned Dan Hanzoos. What's the poop, fella? Hi, Dave. I actually thought you were introducing me at the top of the show. I was trying to, but Black Tie introduced me. Well, you uh, said, interrupted. you know, I, a young man coming in, and I was like, well, you know, youngish. And then you said, you know, a lot of people are putting their, their faith in him. I said, this definitely isn't me. Can't be Bishop Sankey, right? yeah. <laughs> So, that's <laughs> but you do I'm have at. you do have a little one on the way, right? And it's a boy. It is. A, it's a. There's a boy coming to. Could the it Hanses be Bishop Hanzus? Could you follow the lead? I don't know that name, Bishop. I don't know that I've ever heard it in my life. Maybe you could go Bishop Hanzus. That would definitely be the first bishop in my bloodline. Well, here's another idea because you are, of course, a Jets fan. Um, you know, tried and true. Yes. And uh, what do you think about maybe DeBrickishaw? DeBrickishaw Hanzus. I ran that one by my wife, actually. It's funny mm-hmm. you should say that. Uh, did not go over well, hmm. but I think if I push it a little bit, who knows? Boomer? Boomer Boomer was my dog that passed away a couple of years ago, so I, I don't think... Broadway Joe? Yeah. Broadway Joe Hanzus? That's pretty neat. Yeah, that seems to be putting a lot of pressure on the boy, though. All right, let's talk about, uh, before Sankey arrives in here, um, the Top 100 show, as you may or may not have noticed, is now going on 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 NFL Network. And uh, this, of course, if you're not familiar, is the players vote on who the Top 100 players currently in the NFL are. And by current, I mean sitting right here in between, informed by what we saw in 2013, projecting ahead as much as one can possibly do that into this coming season. Let's kibitz about that, and then also, Hanzoos, hopefully we'll have some time to yap a little bit about how you felt about your Jets and how they match up now in the AFC East, like I say, updated by the uh, the draft of last week. And boy, we had a gay time over in uh, Radio City and beyond, didn't we, Hanzoos? You, me, Sessler, and Handsome Hank, we went out for pizza pie in New York. We got pizza pies, you know, we hung out at the great Radio City Music Hall, uh, hit the town a little bit. I had a nice time. What was your highlight from New York City? Uh, well, I guess the highlight would have to be um, the Browns Johnny Manziel pick. Just because wasn't that exciting? So yeah. electric in the joint. It was exciting being there, and then it's especially exciting with uh, Mister Fancy Pants Mark Sessler and him being mm-hmm. right there. And uh, obviously, a huge Browns fan Mark is, and we. Took video of it, and I posted it on YouTube, and all the ATL fans went up, went off. They were excited about it. Dave, you were actually in the video at one point. Cause I you shot also, my own video, yes. right. It was like a Zapruder film because Law, Chris Law, who's Eisen's producer, came up to me at a bar on Saturday night and said, hey, I had my own angle of uh, Sessler at the time of the pick, <laughs> and he showed me like an over-the-top shot. Of Sessler reacting it was, you know, it was pretty big. sad that it's way better covered, in fact, than the JFK assassination. If <laughs> yes. there had been more than one Zapruder film, then maybe right. we would uh, have solved the, one of the great mysteries of uh, of the last uh, hundred years or so. So anyway, yeah, it was a wonderful time over there. Um, but let's talk about this top 100 now. We're through 20 picks, and you can watch that every Wednesday night going forward. Now we've gone from 100 to 81. Lindsey Rhodes, Mike Silver, Warren Sapp, so on and so forth. In fact, this past Wednesday, last night we're talking to you on Thursday, T.J. Ward, new of the Denver Broncos, came that. in. Yeah, he was a he was a fun fella, but he was a hard fella too. You know, hard in what way? I just like the idea of him coming in. You know, some guys when you put them on the spot, are you great? You know, like where do you rank yourself among guys at your position? Number one, I love that. You know, he kind, I want that out of my uh, my strong safety. He kind of resembled to me. There was an old He Man character back in the eighties that was 
they were actual boulders and they folded hmm. out. That was kind of what he looked like to me. Very strong. He did cut. A, yeah, right. He cut a, a figure I'm not used to seeing. He's real stocky and right. wide. It didn't seem like uh, that would be his position. I could I would... picture waves lapping up against him. Um, so, all right, we don't need to break down T.J. Ward, who did show up at number 82 on the list. But I do want to talk about Everybody likes talking about these QBs. So let's start with that one, Hanzoos. How do you feel? Colin Kaepernick comes in at number 81, by the way, for the second straight year, which means, at least in the eyes of his peers, he neither progressed or regressed. He just stayed exactly where he was. And then at number 100, the first quarterback, there are only two quarterbacks who've shown up so far. If my if my numbers are correct, I think there are 13 quarterbacks total. Matt Stafford, number 100, then number 12. So they're saying 11 QBs ahead I gotta, of Colin I gotta ask Kaepernick? You, do you have that list, though? I know I gave you the top 100 list, and also there's a bunch of questions. No, they don't like me to that. see it. They, they, they won't no, show it to me. No, not the full list, not that. Yeah, I have the list of the 20 names that we have so far. You got the questions right behind it? Oh, you asked a question. Oh, oh Black yeah. Tie's producing again. Hubba, answers. hubba. 81, Kaepernick, the 12th QB, and the 13th quarterback, Matt Stafford. How say you, Hansus? I mean, with these lists, these top 100 lists, I think this is the third year they've done it now, quite often there are things that just leave you scratching your head, So, which is why it made it even more surprising to me that they really nailed the first two quarterbacks to me. I mean, Stafford, if what you're saying is right, Dave, and I don't doubt you, um, is number 13 out of 13 quarterbacks. That sounds about right to me. He's about the 13th best quarterback. You know, he's he's deserved. He's dropped three straight years on this list, uh, and his play has been a little uneven as uh, the years That's right, progressed. and by the way, to point out that, he was 41st on the list two years ago. Last year he was 76, so he's heading in the wrong direction. I feel this is a shot across the bow. Shape up or you're off this list entirely next year. Right, and while Kaepernick, to me, is a guy that has top five quarterback talent, I don't think he made the necessary strides last year to warrant him moving up the list. So it makes sense to me that it stays at 81. I mean, when you think about with Kaepernick that, um, you know, who he was throwing to last year was like without Anquan, only Anquan Bolden there, it put him in a bad spot, him and Davis. But now you have a full year of Crabtree. You're going to have Bolden back. You'll have Davis. You have Brandon Lloyd in the mix. Stevie Johnson just got traded there. Doesn't it seem as though, speaking of that, that the San Francisco 49ers now are in possession of 37 wide receivers? <laughs> For the time Isn't it being. crazy how many guys they have? Who are they all again now? They have, like you say, they now have Stevie Johnson, who has... There's, a, there's 11 of them, actually, on the roster right now. Is that right? At the time of his career, at the you know, he's not at that right now, but I mean, he served as a legit number one for a couple of years for the Bills. I mean, you might say low-end number one, but he was, you know, he put up some really big numbers. Bolden has been huge, you know, pretty much everywhere he goes as a real physical um, receiver. And uh, and then you got Michael Crabtree, presumably with a you know in in a hundred percent health, not which he did not have last year, and still was pretty good. Once he came back, he was terrific. Plus Vernon Davis, plus who else? Oh, Brandon Lloyd, who they take a flyer. On. I don't know if Brandon Lloyd is in the picture anymore now that they got Stevie Johnson. That would be a surprise to me if he makes it through training camp. And they but, drafted you know. a receiver too, huh? Didn't they? They drafted a wide receiver. I can't think of who it was. And then they get Carlos Hyde, so now they have now they have 21 running backs, too. Bruce Ellington, by the way, is the wide receiver. They oh, have. yeah, who people are very high on. And, uh, yeah, and Carlos Hyde now joins Frank Gore, and he joins LaMichael James, and who knows if Marcus Lattimore will ever do anything. That was kind so of a bummer so to me, the Marcus Lattimore situation, because I know. the Hyde pick really signals what maybe you kind of came to suspect in the last couple of months when you saw some – 
quotes coming from Lattimore himself that he still didn't feel right. It doesn't seem like we're going to get the great redemption tale that maybe seemed to be shaping up six months ago. Do you feel like the Kaepernick thing at 81, that he stays at 81, has more to do with perception rather than reality? I mean, they took, you know, that uh, the Niners had some injuries early and they came out of the gate a little sluggish. But Kaepernick, think about that, you know, you think about a running QB and does that translate in the playoffs? He won the game against the Packers. You know, if you had a stand in the pocket guy, who knows what happens in that Packers game up in Lambeau in the frigid conditions? And then he was the guy in the second half. I know he makes a couple of bad throws against the Seahawks, but again, that's the number one defense, dominant defense. We saw what they did two weeks later against Peyton and company. And he was the guy making plays for the Niners. He just about won. You know, if he he throws that ball a hair better, it goes over Richard Sherman's head. And the Niners are back in the Super Bowl again. And by the way, Colin Kaepernick has only been the starter for a year and a half now. Yeah, I think the old, Kaepernick might be the only guy in this list uh, that I could I could safely say and feel confident about it that I wouldn't be stunned if he went from eighty one to one next year. I think he has hmm. that type of ability, and he's so well set up on a great team with great coaching that if he puts it all together next year and the Niners finally finish off the task, he could easily be in the top five on this type of list. And you know this list, but you know, of course whatever. that's not going to happen because as I've told you, the Niners are going to fall back a little bit. Do this we year. really feel that way though about Kaepernick? Like, do we? Because remember last. Are start, you? In other words, are you lying, Hansus? That's what Black Tie seems I'm, to be saying. Do you really it. feel that way? Remember the start of last season. I believe Jaws came out and said, you know, this this guy could be walking water. Commission. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's be honest. Since his, like, first five games, he took the league by storm. He's pretty much been, outside his athleticism, which we all know he's had, how much can we really say legitimately this guy has progressed as a passer? The cast of characters, I thought, played a big part in his struggles last year. And I think, yeah, he definitely got into a little bit of a funk last year. But he showed enough also. The Packers game is a great um, illustration of that. Where if he does put it together, and remember that was last year was his first full year as a starter, mm-hmm. so he needs to be given the the time to grow as a passer, like any other quarterback gets. I think I would be shocked if he didn't improve markedly this season. I mean, how much higher up on there to answer your question, Black Tie, how, and, and, and perception and all that? How much higher up is Andrew Luck going to be? Where's Andrew Luck going to be? Top thirty, my guess would be top twenty five, even. Is he that much? Uh, Colin, uh, Andrew Luck played at least two full seasons now. Is he really performing that much better than Colin Kaepernick is? I don't feel like he is. Andrew Luck, by the way, was 23 last on uh, on 2013. He was? He was number, number 23 last yeah. year? <laughs> and Robert Griffin III was number, I want to say, number 15. Well, he yeah. I mean, so, so those guys, I, it really is. A, a, I would be a little raw if I were Colin Kaepernick. Now, the more I think about this. I, that, in, I, do, think in those, that, I do think there's a legitimate gap between Luck and Kaepernick, though. Like, it's just, I, like I said... Kaepernick, you almost have to break him down in two different parts. The athleticism, what he can do, given that big body, he doesn't really get hit a lot. But also, in the passing game as well, I do think there's a limit to what he can become. Not to say he can't be good, but it's more of a combination of both his legs and his arm as opposed to his arm being able to be a top-five QB. All right. I think Andrew the- Luck is the Mike Trout of the NFL. I think he's just amazing, and all other young quarterbacks are kind of behind him. Yeah, isn't the best at any 
single thing, but he does so many things well that, uh, yeah, he ranks highly. Because, yeah, he's a great runner as well and uh, about as physical. In fact, more physical a runner than uh, than Colin Kaepernick is. Real quick, fellas, indulge me here because it's fun to do. It's a one thing to talk in a vacuum about, like, this is an injustice that Colin Kaepernick is number 12. It only becomes an injustice, though, once you try to lay out the 11 names ahead of him. And by the way, so let's figure those out between the three of us here. But real quick... To me, and talking to T.J. Ward, I brought this up to, to I bring it up to name drop, but two also to uh, to point this out. This is what T.J. Ward said. There's nothing worse as a defender when you do everything right on a play and you still give up the first down because the guy makes a play by freelancing and running for the first down. That's a killer. That's why he said Colin Kaepernick over Matthew Stafford, no brainer. Here's what I think. I think offensive coordinators, this this straw man argument about is perpetuated by former offensive coordinators and other quarterbacks and coaches and the talking heads because the offensive coordinators of pro football will tell you, oh, he freelances too much, he improvises, you got to make plays from the pocket. Why do offensive coordinators think that? Because they consider themselves geniuses who've devised the, the correct way to do things, and if you run away from that and you try to make plays on your own playground style, then you're not playing in their system and they don't like that. But I think any defender would say, oh, yes, Colin Kaepernick is far scarier to us than Matthew Stafford is, and some names that will surely wind up ahead of him. All right, let's do it here. Ready? Here we go. Can you keep track of these, keep a count on these uh, black ties? Real quick, I will, but real quick, are you sure uh, TJ Ward didn't say this? Yeah, I don't even know why you're sitting here. Oh, Ooh. black tie. That's, you know, that's a slap in my face. Ouch. No, that was Charles that- Woodson who said that to me a year ago, and uh, I don't know why he During said the it. During the Top 100 it, Play show, it again. Yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know why you're sitting here. That's what oh. that's what Charles Woodson oh, said. Oh, I to remember me. that. That was terrible. I didn't like that. Yeah, that was a bad job by you, Charles Woodson. Well, Charles Woodson and I, you know, I settled his hash because, well, not I didn't. Mo Damashek did because during the commercial <laughs> break of that uh, Top 100 show last year, Mo Damashek dropped me an email saying, "I don't like the way that Charles Woodson just talked to you there." She did like Wood. Uh, she liked Warren Sapp, yeah. but she didn't like the way Charles Woodson talked. And I didn't uh, hide that fact from Charles Woodson. I told him about that in the next segment. I told him that my mother <laughs> disapproves of the way you're talking to me. He backed down real quick. He said, "I don't want to be on any. Uh, I don't want to be on anyone's uh, mother's bad side." And he apologized to me like a man. And we made our peace. All right, let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> Rogers won. I feel obliged. Yep. I don't have to say Aaron Rodgers number. Oh, by the way. When I mention Rodgers, that reminds me. NFL.com, look for the new uh, Sheck Report, the draft edition. It's up there right now. You pick the best times to do your promos. I don't care. Listen, I'm doing it when I feel like I need to do it. I say I I predicted the Green Bay Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, and we talked to A.J. Hawk on our last podcast earlier this week. He had some great thoughts on Michael Sam, and I shared the good news with him about uh, his pending Super Bowl championship, you know that, and he was uh, very that, happy about that. You know that rundown that. I put in front of you? Yep. That had all that for the top of the show. So what? I not, did it when not, I saw not fit. doing the quarterback countdown. All right, here we go. <laughs> Rodgers, Brady, Peyton, Breeze, the Iron Five, I call them. Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Those are the Iron Five. Oh, wait a second. You know what? Come on. Calm down with that. With what? <laughs> I don't, don't want to have the same old. There. I don't want to have the same tired argument no. about whether or not Ben Roethlisberger Let's go to number six. is one four. of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, you know who else doesn't want you to have that same argument? Who? The you. audience. That's not Listen, true. I've heard, feed- <laughs> <laughs> I've heard feedback from people say they cannot deal with any more Romo, 
Big Ben, no, Peyton that, Manning talk. No. They can't do you it. You heard that the Peyton Manning right and Tony Romo stuff, and maybe that's valid. Maybe we do get uh, we get into that. But also, history has validated us on that conversation. But all right. I have I, the full list if you want it right now. But Ben Roethlisberger. You, or not? you have the 11 I've, names? I've already figured it out, but you, if you want to go through the teams. I've got at six, I've got luck. Yep. At seven, go ahead, and I'll start dropping them in here for me. All right, uh, Cam Newton. Okay, that's fair. I ha- well, you know, yeah, I put Cam ahead of Kaepernick, but not by that much. Yeah, Russell and- Wilson. All right. Uh, I- yeah, yeah, Ru- got to do that. That's ridiculous if you don't say Russell Wilson ahead of him. Although, you know, let's see, let's see if you flip those. What would happen? That would be a great NFL. The game we like to play about changing things in history. What if Russell Wilson was a Niner and Kaepernick was a Seahawk? How different would the trajectories of those rivals be that's interesting i'm not ready to answer that question i don't know that's a tough that's that's a tough one i think russell's a better passer i think you You know know, i'm thinking like the niners would not have i don't think they would drop off although like you think back to the playoff game in 2012 in the stick against the packers and russell wilson wouldn't have done that to the packers i remember kaepernick just having those transcendent like you knew of colin kaepernick the the heat on him when he took over in november but when he did that in the playoffs you thought oh this is you know this is a transformative sort of a guy that he's doing this in the playoffs this isn't jive this is not not a game against uh jacksonville in october this is a playoff game and he's just running away from the defenders i I agree but just like how you keep calling kaepernick's uh throw touchdown throw probably one of the best plays the 10 best plays i've ever seen off his back foot like he wasn't on his back foot he was in the air against seattle he jumped up in the air and drilled it for 30 yards athleticism however though i've seen russell throw that sexy deep ball with touch and anticipation to still one of milk's favorite words and that to me just like shows he's ahead of kaepernick in terms of passing neither quarterback is polished here's what i'm thinking too uh uh handsome i mean handsome hand zeus yes if the name matt ryan's ahead of colin kaepernick that's jive is it Yes, he will be is on this really? list. Yeah, I think. you think Matt Ryan is going to show up here? Ahead Absolutely. Of him? Is I think Jay Cutler? No. Is Tony Romo? He should more jive. Oh come on, Tony come Romo on. does not Don't. go ahead of Colin Kaepernick. Yes, he does. Look at his numbers last year. I've seen his numbers. Did you see how he plays when the game's on the line? No, because oh, he blew his back out. So his narratives. <laughs> yes, these narratives. I understand they're narratives, but they also can be they also can be nonfiction. The, the you know, toughest. narrative by de- definition doesn't have to be a work of fiction. No, but sports narratives are the toughest living organisms in all of, of mankind. Ooh. They do not <laughs> what? die. I don't know what all that means? <laughs> they do not die. I'm telling you, sports narratives like they stick. They just don't die. The way the way I have this figured. Okay, go ahead. Check. So at eight, we uh, you had Russell Wilson, right? And so we need I three had, more. Yeah, I had um, Matt Ryan there, and then I have Romo. He should be on this list. I don't know if he. So will that would be get there. us to ten. So there's one name, was one more name that's going to be, I believe, be a surprise to everyone, unless I'm missing someone obvious, and it's going to come down to Nick Foles, Jay Cutler, hmm. or Eli Manning. I think you're right about Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles I, has Nick to Foles go would on be my based pick. off last season. Has yeah, to be Foles, Foles would probably be my pick as the guy that's going to be on this list. I will tell you this. I'm looking up his numbers right now. Colin Kaepernick. Oh, this is. Uh, I'm looking. I'm trying to find some uh, 
some worthwhile stats. All right, I mean, I know it's the imperfect stat everybody likes to point out, but the quarterback rating, you know who the number one rated quarterback was last year? Nick Foles. Oh, no, I'm looking at postseason. I was going to say it can't be Alex Smith. He didn't finish the year more efficient than uh, Peyton Manning, did he? Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Matt Stafford had the second. Oh, no, wait. I'm looking. I can't <laughs> figure things out here. It's hard for me. Computers are, are difficult for me. Um, You're looking at passer rating. This is all too. This uh, NFL.com. I'm trying to look up the stats, but it's got Darren McFadden because he went one for one as the most uh, as with the best passer rating. As did A. Sanders. Also have that. How can I listen? I need to know it by the position here. I could tell you Nick Foles. Though you're right. So Nick Foles is the top rated full time starter. Nick Foles had the better had a better passer rating than Peyton Manning. Nick Foles had one of the greatest passer ratings ever. One nineteen point two. He but but I didn't know it beat out uh, beat him out. Wow, that's quite an achievement there. So all right. So yeah, he has. Oh, you know who it is? It's Philip Rivers. Oh, absolutely. That's him, and he deserves to be there. Well, so Matt Ryan won't be on here then. Because uh, I think you're right. Russell Wilson definitely. Romo probably is, won't be on it. Is nine. And you got to have Foles, I think. And you got to have Phil Rivers. Yeah, so that will get us to 10. And then you need one more. And then Romo. But I disagree if Romo is ahead of him. Tony Romo. Where's Colin Kaepernick's passer rating? He's right behind. They essentially have the exact same passer Romo rating. got snubbed on this list last year. And. Um, he had a much better season in 2013, but since they didn't make the playoffs again, I don't think there will be, they'll I think be on that list. I think you have to look at these things differently now. Now it's kind of like yards from total so yards from saying, scrimmage rather than passing yards at this so point. So we're saying Colin Jay Cutler and Alex Smith are not on the list then this year. Cutler Definitely may, not Eli. I would say Cutler, Cutler no. missed a lot of games. You know what's funny with Cutler? Yeah, he, he can't be on here. But I think... Alex Smith? I, it would be more egregious if Matt Ryan was ahead of... Uh, if Matt Ryan was ahead of Kaepernick, then if Romo was in my book. Listen, Matt Ryan got exposed to some degree. When he doesn't have Julio Jones and uh, Roddy White, and now we'll see this year when he doesn't have Tony Gonzalez, let's see how effective he is. You know, I think he's fine. I don't think he's a – I'm not saying he's a crummy QB, but – I, I don't put him in the top ten, and I definitely don't this put him. This will be a big test for Ryan. Matter of sure. fact, I'll take Matt Stafford any day over Matt Ryan. How say you, Hansis? I disagree. I think Stafford is a middle-of-the-road, slightly above-average I love the guys that can sling it. You it's see, cannon, when, though. You, when a guy who yeah. can sling it, you, we saw Joe Flacco, the Joe Flacco effect. For one short stretch, he gets it rolling there with that with the pass catchers and the offense in general he's going to have. I could see him having a big year. Um, all right. Hanzoos is going to run, which is fine because Sankey is on the way, says Black Tie. Real quick, Hanzoos. Yes, sir. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I, we got a little delayed because of you know the trip to New York, so you can't watch the DVR. So you have to you know you have to watch them back to back. Does one have Slingbox? No. No one has sling. No one has Slingbox ex- except uh, Bill Simmons. He <laughs> keeps talking about his sling box. I Matt Money Smith also is he a. Uh, oh, yeah, he also loves it. Real quick though, who do we want to see, fellas, in the uh, this thing? Because Tyrion, you know, you can skip over spoiler this. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Let the people know. All right, there you got your spoiler alert. He has <laughs> Tyrion is the little guy who has uh, you know who is now on trial for his life, and in this world, in the Seven Kingdoms. You can ask for uh, trial by battle, 
By combat. By combat. combat. And you don't just have to fight. You can even pick somebody to do your fighting for you, which is really a dream come true for me. Ah, what a what a what a thrill that would be. I trial by combat would equal, you know, quick death for Damashek, except if I could choose who would do my fighting for me. (laughs) Come to think of it, who would you choose in the NFL? If you had to choose a player, who would it be? See, I threw this out to Damashek a couple of days ago. Hey, let's do this on the podcast. No response. Well, I didn't hear you say that. No, you want to do it. I love it. No. All right, well, you can do it on Tuesday. We'll revisit it. But Hanzus, among the Game of Thrones characters, who would you choose to defend your honor? Among the living. Of course, Drogo, as we've talked about, he would have been my choice, but he's dead now. Yeah. I would probably say uh, the one-handed brother because he's been— Jamie Lannister? Yeah, I think he's got a lot of—he's got a big chip on his shoulder, and he's been learning how to battle. He is the Kingslayer. And I think there's a big redemption tale there. Yeah, but does Tyrion, his smaller brother, does he want to put Jamie's life on the line? Uh, that's a good call. What about the guy that got him out? The first... Uh, Bronn. Yeah, that guy might be a good pick. Bronn has been training Jamie Lannister to fight with that's his left hand. I take the first one back. I'll t- All right, Black Tie, your thoughts? I'm going to go Dark Horse here. I'm going to go Prince Oberyn of Dawn. Is he the, the Red guy. Viper? I not sure I think his means. nickname is the Red Viper, but well, yeah, that guy from from uh, where is he from again? From uh, from Dawn. That's the Dorn. Place. Yeah, yeah, he's from Dorn. Dorn. Yeah, yeah. he might go to. You know what I would do? Because Tyrion doesn't like his father Tywin, who's the mean old man, yeah. who's the powerful old kingy guy. Now he's not a king, I guess. Why isn't he king? He's I don't the, know. The uh, king's hand, he's right? The brains. He, the he's outfit, super yeah. smart. Yeah, always. Uh, yeah, real, real uh, diabolical in his thinking and everything. I, why was it? Why doesn't Tyrion say, "Hey, Tywin, you defend my honor. If you, no, if you win, on if the, you win, Tywin's, I'm free. If you lose, <laughs> then you're dead. Tywin's, How about that? Tywin's on the. Uh, he's on the council, so I don't think he. Wait, you just nominated the drafted. other guy who's on the council. Who is? Oh, that's true. You just yeah. <laughs> whatever his name is, the Wait, guy from Dorne. Do yeah. the, does the person that get picked have a choice in this, or are they immediately in a fight to the death? I don't know. That's yeah, that's a call. good question. Like, know. do you have to ask? Because you would think you would rooms. need to send a fruit like, basket no. or something. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, no, I'm not interested in that. Hey, there's a six pack in it for you. The good <laughs> stuff too. You know, I'll get you like I'll get you like Sierra Nevada or something like that. And I'm not I'm not going to cheap out on you here if you fight for me. I'll even get you a twelver. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, Hanzoosh, you go. But Black Tie, in before Sankey rolls in here, yep. real quick. Boys. What, who would be your NFL player to defend your honor? NFL player. Thanks, Hanzoos. The Around the League podcast and uh, the Around the League pages, of course, covering yep, great everything. Great podcast. Definitely check it out. All um, right. Settle down with great. <laughs> it's very good. So it's a nice podcast. We're right. still the trendsetter, though. We're still number one. All right. Um, I got to go with, I think, J.J. Watt comes to mind for sure. I mean, he's just, you know aggressive dude who seems like he could be skilled he, he seems to be very athletic for a you know what else is what what uh what is probably true for him too is because he's a hockey player exactly so if you're talking tough. weapons now he can and hold they, he knows talk, how to use that stick talk about d line moves you know swim moves and mm-hmm. slaps to the head like i don't I know think. if you're gonna beat that but for pure nastiness what about uh vantes perfect he seems mean. He seems more like a brawler to me. He seems like you could punch it. He'd be like one of those guys. He'd like be a bad guy in in the movie. One of those guys that you give him your best punch right and on the jaw, and his like you. head turns, and he turns back and smiles with blood in his mouth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I can see that. But he seems like uh, you could you could trick him. 
I feel like you could trick him into into like falling down a ditch. Or One guy who would be good, I'd be inclined to take him is uh, Rob Gronkowski. Would be good because he's a lunkhead, and I don't think you could probably. I'm inclined to say you can't hurt him, except that we know you can hurt him. The one thing you can do is hurt him. Yeah, he's sort of like Drogo in uh, from from uh, from Game of Thrones. This guy cuts an imposing figure, but like Drogo had the uh, he didn't have a glass jaw. He had a glass yeah. chest. Yeah. Because as soon as somebody cut, touched him with a, a knife, he died from it's it. It's a cut that he leans into. He leans into that cut. He That's like Gronkowski. Yeah. Gronkowski like, is what are you doing? Dude, what are you doing? Drogo. Richard Sherman talks a big game. But <laughs> I'm not too worried about Richard. Not, not too worried about Richard. I don't know. He's smart, though. That's what you want. You want smarts if he can if he can yeah. uh, defeat you with his brain, maybe. I what don't about know. quarterback? Let's make it interesting. If you had to pick a quarterback. That's a fun one. Yeah, if you keep it to the position, because, of course, J.J. Watt would kill any quarterback. I'll go with your luck. If I had to go quarterback, I'll go right A scrapper? Look. I'll tell you. I hate to say it, but what about Ben Roethlisberger? That's, he, he'll survive. He, if that was a Royal Big Rumble. Big dude. Like, might. that was just taking me the biggest guys. Yeah, he'll survive. But Cam Newton. Cam, he's too pretty. He's, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want the moneymaker getting touched. He'll be like, pretty. hold on. Before this fight starts, let's just set some ground rules. No hitting above the neck. I don't want the face getting touched. You know, yeah. he would be that guy. Roethlisberger wouldn't care. Definitely he put not his Andy. face through a windshield, so I don't think he would care. Definitely not Andy Dalton. Definitely not. No, not, not G- Andy Dalton. Not, not Peyton. Smith. Yeah. I think you want, yeah, maybe Colin Kaepernick. He P. likes Rib, showing off though, those guns. Fiery. What's Rib that? talks a big game. Philip Rivers. Phil Rivers is an interesting option. Dude. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen. I say we continue this next week because then we'll have our answer, I assume. We'll know yep. who they chose and Bishop's then we can extend it right into now. the NFL. Yep. All right, let's get to him here. Bishop Sankey. All right, this is fun. One of the guys you saw on the television last week have his uh, football dreams come true, courtesy of the Tennessee Titans. The first running back drafted in the 2014 draft. He's going to be the answer to a trivia question, and hopefully from where the Titans sit, their feature back uh, for 2014 and going forward. Washington Husky, courtesy of the talent Turk here at the NFL. Marcus Smith bringing him to us. It's Bishop Sankey. What's the poop, fella? Oh, it's going good. You know, I'm just I bet. been chilling out here at Los Angeles where my dad's at and um, waiting to get to Nashville. So you haven't been, I'm surprised to hear that. So you haven't been to Nashville since the Titans picture? Uh, yeah, I've actually been out here just working out. Um, out in LA and they haven't flown me in yet but I'm leaving tomorrow and uh you know starting up everything Friday so I couldn't be more excited to get there and get things going boy oh boy all right let's walk through it I'm sure you've already told the story about a thousand times since uh since it went down last week but do it one more time for me now where are you when the call comes in who is the one on the other end of the line is it coach Wiz who is it uh well when they did call I talked to about five different coaches um, at first it was their secretary that called, um, but I was at, at the Air Force Base out here where my dad stays at, and my whole family was there. With Your me dad's well. still in the Air, Air Force? Yes, he's still active duty. Um, I believe he only has two years left. Uh, so he was out here, and, and the whole family was out. They flew out from Ohio, and uh, I kind of had to walk out of the room because I knew as soon as they announced it, you know, everybody was going to go ballistic. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, it was just a great feeling getting the call from all the coaches. I talked to the head coach, the O.C., uh, the running back coach, um, really everybody, and it was really just a dream come true. What? To, to, what did they have to tell you at that point? <laughs> Isn't it just happy times? Like, hey, you ready to be a Tennessee Titans son and that kind of thing and <laughs> celebrate? Wait, there were, did they start coaching you? Here's how we want to use you on third down. <laughs> uh, uh, no, they didn't go into too much detail yet, but uh, they really just were like, 
you know, we're glad to have you. Um, you know, we think you'll fit our system perfectly, and uh, we're excited to get you down here and get you started. And, you know, I felt the same exact way. Uh, I knew they were one of the teams that were high on me from the get-go, um, from the start of the process. And uh, it, was, it was actually a great feeling just knowing that they wanted me to come down and be a part of their um, – be a part of their organization well presumably a big part going forward like i say i'm sure they have high hopes for you and that offensive line looks like i mean now they get taylor lewan to add to what already seems to be a pretty nice offensive line a good spot for you to fall into huh uh right i mean most definitely um you know with chris johnson gone um spots kind of open for competition and you know i'm not naive to think that i'm not gonna have to go down there and still earn the spot Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's something that I'm ready to do as soon as I step step on the facility, uh, just ready to work from day one and trying to compete with those other guys and, and push each other. What do you think is going to be the biggest difference? You dominate, uh, relatively speaking, the Pac-12. You have the great year for the Huskies last year. What do you think is going to be the biggest adjustment for you? Well, really, firstly, just picking up the playbook and the scheme, and, and the sooner and quicker I'll pick that up, I think the better and the smoother things are going to go. Um, obviously, the size of the guys and just the experience, um, you know, you're playing with older guys, and, and guys are bigger and faster, and just the speed of the game is going to change and, and crank it crank up a notch. Uh, but I think, you know, I can get – I think I have a good handle of that. Uh, once I actually get there and get the rep, reps, um, I think everything's going to go smooth. Let me give you this piece of advice to somebody who's never played a down of football in his life. <laughs> Why? That's not true. I take that back. I played plenty of backyard football at Checker Memorial Stadium. That's oh, the name man. of the stadium in my backyard. <laughs> the game is not played in Studio 66. All right, Steve Smith. We don't need your input on this. Now, listen, I'm having a conversation now with Bishop Sankey. Here's my advice to you. I have observed that I, this is something I've said quite a bit over the last, let's say, two years. I think if somebody woke up from a coma not having watched football in 20 years, the one thing that they would see more than anything else is that the defenders in pro football now, they are not looking to deliver a blow so much as they are tear the ball away from you. And I've seen a lot of rookie runners who are otherwise very talented struggle with that adjustment. Is that anything that the coaches have said to you, the pro coaches of the Titans said, yeah, you're going to get used to really getting a really strong handle on that ball because they'll try to rip that thing away from you. Right. I mean, that that is something that I've heard from coaches, um, not only at the professional level, but the college level. And that seems to be a big emphasis with defenses nowadays is mm-hmm. uh, really ripping the ball out and, and trying to get that ball back on the right side of the ball for their team. And um, it's been an emphasis in the running back room as well, just making sure that um, we're always carrying the ball high and tight and then carrying the ball the correct way because that is such a crucial part of the game. And we know that mo- turnovers can be momentum changers. So, um, it's definitely something that a lot of rookie running backs and me myself uh, need to take need to take first initiative to to hold on to the ball and make sure that we are carrying the ball in the correct it way. It seems like that's just about everything now, you know. Right. So if you can hold on to the ball, you're going to get some reps, especially in Tennessee with the way the running back situation shapes up down there right now. What would you what would have been if you were in Radio City? What would your walkout music have been? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, um, think about I, it. I have, I have a lot of the Air uh, Force good. song? That would have oh, been no. a good one for your old man. A nice tip of the hat to him, uh, huh? Yeah, I mean, that, that would have been nice, but I, I was thinking something more, uh, maybe a Drake or, or Wale or something more hip-hop, <laughs> something more upbeat. Um, that's what I most likely go with. I don't have one one single artist that I could think of right now, but um, definitely one of those guys. 
Yeah, I'm in the mix. I'm doing my thing in studio. No, we're not going to use Nate Burleson <laughs> rapping. That was that. Do you think Sankey wants to deal with that? No, <laughs> let him be his own man. Except that I do think the Air Force idea. Like I say, your old man. He's hey, Air I Force. Mean, oh, what is that? Is that song? Da 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 da. That would have been cool to come out to. Come to think of it, it could have been. So you want? So for well. Uh, the other thing is, now we're talking about your old man. I assume he had a big hand in naming you Bishop. I've yeah. never heard this as a first name. Have I? Am I forgetting somebody? <laughs> is there some big actor or somebody that I'm missing? Um, actually, it's kind of an interesting story of where I got my name from. Uh, it was from the movie Juice in the early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, do tell. It, it happened to be one of my dad's favorite um favorite movies of the time and actually my middle name is, is Shaquille which is after Shaq which is, was his first year in the NBA 92 and that was the year that I was born so I kind of have a I guess a pop culture name if, if, if um, you know if you want to say that I guess you know I got my, my first name from a movie and if my I'm, second name from if I'm not mistaken Juice was directed by Spike Lee's longtime cinematographer. I can't think of the guy's name. He's gone on to direct some more pictures. I can't think of what it is. You don't know what it is, though, do you? I don't. I mean, I'm How a- can you not know <laughs> the, your name for the movie? How do you not oh. know who's <laughs> Ernest Dickerson is the name, I believe. Am okay. I getting that right, Black Tide? Did you just look that up? That is correct. That I'm is not correct. looking on oh, IMDb. <laughs> Did I touch anything in here, Bishop? No. no it's Ernest Dick. Am I correct that, that he directed that? That's oh, pretty man. impressive, Bishop. You got all the answers. Yes, I do. I have most of them. Now do you believe me about the fumble thing? Yeah. Have I earned that I obviously know some things? Just oh, a heads up, though. The Juice is a movie I have seen as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to play Bishop, Black Tie Behind the Glass has seen almost no movies in the history of mankind. So oh, if you, wow. we play a game, has Black Tie seen it? If you have a movie that you'd like to see, that, that you would like to ask if he's seen it or not. It's a fun game to play. We'll do it right now. Actually, you think about that while okay. we continue to kid it here. So, <laughs> right. Bishop, you're named after that movie. That's pretty fun. So you grow up until eighth grade in the state of Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, to be specific. Why your old man's vibe into Shaq Fu is weird. Why is he uh, LSU in Orlando? <laughs> Does he have some roots from down that part of the country or something? Or he uh, just liked the way he played? Uh no, I think he just liked the liked the way he played and he was the the big name coming out at the mm-hmm. time and um you know, I guess he was just struggling to think of a name and, and that was one of the names that popped in his head. I like it. <laughs> I'm not listen, that was Bishop uh, Shaq is awesome. <laughs> hey, uh so do you grow up then so f- through 8th grade you're in Ohio, are you a Browns guy or a Bengals guy? Um I didn't really grow up watching a specific NFL team. Huh. Um, I was more so just a college fan. My family being from Ohio, they're big OSU fans, uh-huh. so I kind of just grew up watching them. Um, up until I moved out to Spokane, my dad got transferred out there, and you know I started getting more familiar with the Pac-12 and, and the football that's played out west. Did you fly out there when you moved from uh, Ohio? No, we actually drove. We that's did. weird. Yeah. The reason I ask is because he's an Air Force guy. I think you would just standardly, <laughs> the only mode of transportation would be an Flying. airplane. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's not a pilot, but, I mean, we just – Drove out there, and it was cool just getting to see, uh, you know, a large part of the country. Through the Badlands, right? Up in the Dakotas? I've never done that before. Was it cool? Um, Yeah, part of it was. um, The first part was pretty entertaining. We rode through Chicago, um, saw Wisconsin, um, you know, Madison, and we got up to the Dakotas. um, And all you really see was just, you know country is a little less entertaining the <laughs> mountains in montana but it was cool it was, a, it was a great experience and then seattle a beautiful city so then you move down there for your college years and then do you become a seahawks guy uh no i mean uh, seattle's a great sports town you know definitely you definitely get familiar with hearing about the seahawks and everything and 
um, they weren't really like my favorite team, I would call it, but um, you know, definitely they they kind of like our big brothers in a sense up there. As mm-hmm. a football player, we kind of look up to those guys and kind of um, look to them as an example. You played a game at least in the in the link, right? I remember you. Didn't you beat Stanford in there? <laughs> yeah, we actually played my whole sophomore year. We played. Oh, that's right, because uh, they're yeah, fixing the stadium. The clink, right. and, uh, it was cool. It was a great experience. I mean, it gets loud in there. Even for Husky games, it gets pretty yeah. uh, crazy. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it does because everybody fills it up, and I think the way the stadium set up is just um, it holds has it can hold the sound in better, and it's really just gets rowdy on game day. Um, so now you go to Nashville, Tennessee. Really, not much in common with Ohio or Washington State. This is the thing I think that casual people, casual fans sort of don't really think about is that you guys are human beings and now you're moving to a city. Have you ever been to Nashville, Tennessee? Uh, I've been once. once. Or you do all, I, I'm guessing all your friends have asked you if you like country music at this point, right? <laughs> um, not too much. Um, that's that's I mean, the I, thing. I, that's for real down there. Have to get used to. I they know. like rock and roll, though, too. It's not like the only thing you can, you, it's not like you have to be uh, Shania Twain. <laughs> you know they they will play regular rock and roll down there for you too. All right, I think uh, I mean it's definitely my music is definitely going to be uh, diversified once I get down there. Just uh, getting used to all the all the influence that Nashville has with country music and rock and roll, but and um, food too. Right. Don't forget about the food. They make good food there. Oh, uh, I mean I know it's, it's definitely the the South, and I've never been. You know, really, I've never lived down there, so it's going to be a new experience for me, and I'm excited to just get there and experience uh, the city as a whole. I heard nothing but great things about Nashville. I, that's everybody raves. People say one of the three or four most fun cities in America, this, that, and the other. The only thing is they like the fried food down there, so be careful with yourself. <laughs> You're a running back. I want you. I don't want you getting more than five or ten pounds on you before the start of the season. Yes, black tie. So I just wanted to find out, a lot of scouts this past weekend, including all Daniel Jeremiah, who's on the show lot in the phone network he said if you're a high school player right now you're running back you should think about making that switch over to db or wide receiver what's your take on that Eric? running back's really a dying breed should these younger high school kids should they think about making a position change uh i don't think they should i think if you know you're good at a position and you really love truly love the position you're gonna play it regardless um you know i think that's kind of just the nature of the league's going in right now uh they're becoming more pass oriented and uh you know, I think another thing is a lot of people like to say uh, running back, the the position is changing as well with running backs. You know, before uh, you had those big bruiser guys, um, it was more of a run first type thing with a lot of offenses in the NFL. Um, but maybe I'm biased. You know, I still feel like running backs hold a great value in today's game, not only uh, moving the ball on the ground, but also being an asset out of the backfield, catching passes, also pass protection. And, you know, I think a lot of uh, running backs also contribute that's a, a big deal. That pass teams. protection jazz is is not something that's way down on the list of skills that you need if you want to play in the, in, right. in, the, in the NFL. If you want to stay on the field, that's an essential item. A lot of Broncos fans say, why not Monty <laughs> Ball? Why not? Because Sean Moreno is better in pass protection. That's why he can get on the field. Right. I mean, it's definitely an important thing. As a running back, you need to be able to pr- protect the quarterback first and um, you know, also be able to be a reliable source in the passing game as well. 
I also, by the way, want to say I'm sorry. Are you the show owes you an apology for Black Tie's question? Why are you going to be a wet blanket, Black Tie? He just gets drafted into the NFL. Don't you wish you would have been a cornerback instead of a? No, I'm what just, kind of, what I'm, just having, I'm just giving him platform to speak for his people. You know, like hey, I see. they're not they're not done yet. You know, you're speaking for your people. You're yeah. running people there, uh, Bishop Sankey. Uh, last question for you is. Because you got to go be on fancy TV and make sure you check out Bishop Sankey on uh, Total Access on NFL Network. Um, the is uh, you know, I know it might be a, I feel a little premature, but it'll be cool if we have you on record here in 2014, May of 2014, Hall of Fame, yes or no? Oh man, I really I think the sky's the limit for me. Oh, um, as far I'm going to say I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think you got to come in with that mentality as a young football player. Um, really, but you got to take it step by step, you know, season by season, practice by practice to get there. And, you know, it's one of those things like uh, a dream without a plan is just a wish. So right now I'm just trying to plan out my steps uh, to become the best football player that I can be uh, starting from day one, you know, as soon as I get to the facility and, uh, you know, really just learning all that I can as a young guy and, and trying to develop as a football player. All right, well, let's keep it our secret that you didn't say, yes, I'm going to the Hall of Fame, but you didn't say, I'm not going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Sky's the limit equals Canton, Ohio, which is ironic as somebody from Ohio that that's the pinnacle. The greatest place you can reach is Canton, Ohio. It's kind of a, it's a weird uh, oxymoron. <laughs> the greatest place on earth. Canton, Ohio. Canton, Ohio. Yeah. That's where it all started. Yes, Black Tie. I just want to go back to the you know profound words here of Bishop. What was your quote just there? A dream without a plan is a wish? Yeah, it's on, so, on my dad's If said. you follow at Bishop Sankey, you get words of wisdom like that. Words of wisdom. Every two or three share, tweets. Trying to share my knowledge. His, his most recent tweet. Years. Confidence is the enemy of achievement. You know, it's kind of like the whole Game of Thrones thing. Like, <laughs> that's why the, the Iron Throne in Game of Thrones is made of swords. You cannot be comfortable as a king. You got to go out there. And as I like to say, Irrelevance is the enemy, you know? Like, I like this Bishop guy, man. We can... Uh, well, I'm so pleased. As, uh, my, my next move is to uh, to place some calls to some high-ranking people in the media so the word can get out and spread. <laughs> hey, great news, everybody. Black tie likes Bishop Sankey. Hey, uh, no, real quick, though. So you talked to Coach Wiz. How much is uh, – I'm not going to ask you about, well, what do you think, Jake Locker, Zach Mettenberg, or anything? It's not like you have a, a – even if you are, if you're a cagey fellow, you're not going to tell me what you think. That's the thing, I'm sure. <laughs> do they tell you that stuff? Do they? Does anybody – Prior to or once you're into the draft process, the combine and all that other jazz, pro days and everything else, does anybody get in your ear and say, just be smart about what you say. Don't have an opinion. When when some dummy asks you, hey, Locker or Mettenberg, just say like, hey, I'm sure I'm going to take care of my business. And do they coach you on that kind of stuff? Uh, I mean, not too much, but I think, I mean, for me, I'm, I just don't really try to talk bad about anybody step in it yeah you just like, you know better than to step in it right i mean you, you never know what could happen i mean guys could you know f- uh get hurt guys can things can switch and change you never know who's going to step up uh and become a you know a great player at any level and so i don't really i don't ever really count anybody out um and uh and just because it's a, we're, we're we're talking draft here and it's what everybody on the face of the earth is talking about so i'm gonna ask you now what did you think about the whole michael sam stuff um, I mean, I think Michael Sam is, you know, a great individual. Um, I think it's crazy how, you know, a lot of people try to point out the fact that of his sexuality more so than his playing ability, and I, I think uh, it should be the exact opposite. I think uh, his playing ability should be the at the forefront, and, and I think that's what everybody should be focused on. Um, 
Now I got a chance to meet Michael Sam. Uh, he was training with us for the first week uh, down in Carlsbad, and he was just a great individual, you know. And um, and I think what he's doing is something that's uh, that's great for the NFL, and it's just great for sports in general. It's funny, isn't it? Doesn't it feel like uh, whatever a week later? As though going forward, this is just now. It's like, oh, everybody was so worried. What's going to happen? What's going to be? Is, uh, is the world going to implode? Is the NFL going to fold in on itself if, uh, if if there's ever a gay man around? And now it's like, oh yeah, so the, so that's over with. Now what should we talk <laughs> about? You know, it really has that vibe to it now. I mean, it's a it is a major news story and deserves to be. But I think as by the time we start the season, it'll be kind of like, oh yeah, remember that whole thing? Yeah, it was uh, really not that big a deal. Yeah, I mean, I think it will too. I mean, I think. Um, you know, fans and everybody wanted to see is, you know, can the guy play and can he be productive on the team? And I, you know, I think he can be. Um, so I think, yeah, like you said, I think that stuff is going to, you know, go away eventually, uh, especially once the season starts. All right. Bishop Sankey, you're a delightful young man. I want to wish you the best. I want to wish you good health. I want to wish you double-digit wins in your rookie season. Are you going to guarantee that right now? Oh, man. I mean, I hope so. I hope Against the Colts and Texans <laughs> in that division, you're going to have double-digit wins? Hey, I, I think so. I think we can. Right. I think we can get it done. With Locker or with, Zetten, with Mettenberg, though? That's the real question. Uh, either or. I mean, guys, yes. guys can step up. I know nice. Locker is in the position now, and, I mean, he's been able to do great things for the for the club, and um, really, I think whoever's in place is going to do what they got to yeah. do. Yeah, Bishop Sankey <laughs> nails it. He's noncommittal. They're both great, so either way, we're in good shape. That's the way you do it, Sankey. You don't need anybody's advice. You got it all handled. All right. You go, just on one piece of advice, don't walk in the first day wearing a gold jacket. That'll send the wrong <laughs> message to your teammates. Like, this guy already thinks he's in the hole? Otherwise, <laughs> though, I think you got it all handled. Best of uh, success to you as uh, as you head over to Nashville this week. And uh, from what I gather, I think the state of Tennessee will enjoy you quite a bit. And right. do it like I just did and follow at Bishop Sankey on Twitter. You know, just yeah. once again, if you need words <laughs> He's of so wisdom. In love. Black Tie's never been so in love with I'm somebody. Just saying, I, I, it's deep thoughts. I like a guy, you know, right. anyone who has deep thoughts. So go ahead. You know. Then why don't you like me? <laughs> Let's I have a on. lot of I have a lot of heavy stuff I throw Let's out. Let's move on. Let Bishop's got to go. All right. All right, thank you guys. Goodbye, Appreciate Bishop Sankey. Me. A All pleasure. Right. What do you think, Black Tie? I like him. You hey. love him. Hey, great dude, man. Like Is I he said. your favorite now? Is he your favorite, favorite person rookie, for sure? I followed him. I'm not. I don't. I don't give out follows easy. I try. I try <laughs> to keep it tight. Favorite rookie. Who you else know? is even in the running? Favorite rookie. I don't know. You know, the last rookie I was cool with was uh, Patrick Peterson way back. I, well, we're talking 2014 rookies. Well, Everybody was a rookie at some point. Yeah, who, I know. But have you met any of the other guys from this year? Did we I have anybody not. in here? We must have had a couple of rookie uh, guys. Uh, draft prospects this year? No, that was uh, that was on the college football podcast for the most. Is part. that right? Mm-hmm. We had to have talked to one kid or two, anyway. But uh, yeah, Bishop Sankey, nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Black Tie, let's get out of here. What do you have to say? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, before we do though, just a couple of quick shout outs here. Not a shout out, but quick shout outs to some of our you know fans and listeners on Twitter. These guys uh, deserve the DDFP Fan of the Week. Actually, I'm going to give that credit to Jared Hughes who came up with the, with the idea because he tweets out to you, Demshek, saying. I listened to this episode doing a root canal. I request oh, me yeah, that's demand nice. to be recognized as DDFP Fan of the Week. So I think that's goes. fair. Jared Hughes, the first ever DDFP Fan of the Week. But I will a tight runner-up, though. 
comes from uh, Alex Metcalf, who goes, think I deserve some love from the DFP team. Just book flights from the UK and tickets for Pats Packers. Wow. Yeah. I hope we can go over there. Yeah, no, we should go over there. That's what we should do this season. I really want to do, a do live that podcast. Yeah, from the uh, yeah, we could do a big Ben cast. Speaking yeah. of um, speaking of uh, past casts, there up on NFL.com still you can track it down. Uh, look for Eric Decker. He and I took the horse and carriage ride. We had a fun conversation. He paid twenty five thousand dollars to Jeff Cumberland to get the number eighty seven for the Jets. It was a mix of kind of romantic yeah. business mm-hmm. awkwardness. That's how Eric Decker uh, finished off the interview. He so described your horse and carriage ride as exactly just that. It was a mix of kind of romantic yeah. business, mm-hmm. awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like I say, it's the uh, uh, the hat trick of interview, you know, things that I look to achieve. Good work, Dave. Um, and by the way, how about the uh, poor Browns? They don't have Josh Gordon, or it doesn't look like they're going to have him for at least a long stretch in 2014. They've now signed Miles Austin. And Earl Bennett. That's they also, terrible. They also have a boy, Nate Burleson, who can't seem to stay healthy right now. Yeah, what so, did he do? He, bro- he broke his hand again. And, um, I, you know, by the way, you got to figure that's it for San Antonio Holmes. If the Browns don't want him, given their situation, their desperate need for wide receiver, same for Carolina. If those teams ain't bringing San Antonio Holmes in, is he ever going to play in the NFL again? I assume the answer is no. If we we should get him. Here. Nate Burleson and all those other guys in here for the just dual podcast. That's, that's Who, with San Antonio? Yeah. I'd love it. I enjoyed talking with him when he it was visited great. us. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, all right. That's it for us. We'll be back next week with more Hooey and Applesauce. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.